What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to a bonus episode of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Shouts to everyone hooping in their combo socks. I see you. Combo Nation, we are out here. Today's show, former NBA player Sean Green returns to Combo's Court. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe to Combo's Court and the Sean Green Report on your Apple Podcast app. You could follow Sean on Instagram at the Sean Green. That's T H E S E A N G R E E N. You know you can follow me on Instagram at one two combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Got gotcha. Nah, that's my guy though. But I, but it's I, funny. I, I one day I was in the gym and I just looked from afar and you were just playing randomly. And the first time I look, I look at the court. It's like some crazy footwork in the paint. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, what the? <laughs> Sean hasn't played in, I haven't never seen Sean play. And you're just hitting him with like your bag, your, your, your footwork bag out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Sean's really going hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the last time I played. I think, I think it was like me. Was Mike oh, just, on my team? I know just Chris. Just footwork in the short range area. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, uh, the shimmy. I gave him the shimmy yeah. and it's Steph under and this and that. It's like, yo, give her them footwork. You got to give them yeah, footwork facts. all the time. But I, I shifted my game since I've been out here to um the not so much Three. middies and a lot of a lot. Yeah. So now my my warm ups, my middies are college threes, right? Just to warm up, and then I just move back behind the line. So you notice how I look. You know, that's how I look behind me, right? Because I heard heard a little noise. I'm reading Sprawl Ball. You heard about it? No, I heard you talking about it on your pod. What is that about? It's all about how the NBA has changed so drastically. Um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but in 1979, when they introduced the three-point line, 3% of all shots were um, were three-pointers, 3%. And now it's like, I think, close to 40 in the NBA. Oh, that's it's good. crazy how the game changed, but it was gradual, so we didn't even realize. It was like a little bit every year, every year, more and more and more. And then Steph really exploded it. Past. I think the more you shoot it, the more it becomes commonplace. And, um, w- yeah, I heard you talking about a four-point line. I don't really want to. Well, that wasn't line. in the book. But, yeah, I, I did talk about that because I think Adam Silver was on a pod maybe. Maybe it was with Bill when he was talking about how he asked to get it to, like, try it in the All-Star game. And everybody was like, no, right away. No. Okay. Yeah. It's like then when they changed, they tried to change the ball. Yeah. In 2006, they were like, no. I think it's good where it is. And um, I think the more people learn to shoot it, the more the game will space out. And uh, so, the, so the point that this guy makes is if you bring it back to 25 feet, it'll bring back the natural, posi- the, the natural five positions of basketball. Because the guys who can't shoot from 25 feet, that regular three-point line will be a mid-range, so they'll just utilize the whole mid-range. You know? Oh. Yeah, he was making some good points. That'll bring the middies back. But that was bad. Yeah. It'll, 
it'll eliminate the corner, right? Yeah, so that was Ben's point on my podcast that eliminate the quarter. And then that, my point was that that might hurt spacing, right? Because the corner yeah. space out the drop for the drive spaces out the court for the drivers. It's interesting, it's interesting stuff, man. You should read that book. So here's the thing, you know, analytics always talks about, uh, and I hear it a lot on different podcasts. They're like, yes, and such shoots too many mid range shots, shoots too many mid range shots. But all the prolific scorers, like you look at KD, he can hit mid range, and he kills you with mid range. So I think yeah. it, I think it's a it's mid range is not bad. I think it's you need to have all three. You need to have that layup. You need to have the mid range, and you need to have the the three ball. You know. You know what I learned in life. I know it's it's crazy. I'm bringing it to life. Like there's no grasp on anything. You can't grasp something. You know, it's not like analytics. Like this is what it is. Oh, forever. It's gonna work for everybody. It's like everybody's different. You know. I know it's, it's like, the thing with shooting. There's like so much. Like this is how you're supposed to shoot. I was like, if this, if there was a, a foolproof formula for anything, then everybody would do it. Everybody right. would be right. able to. And do then it. where would be the fun? If you know, yeah. where would be the fun? Yeah. Exactly. I agree. I agree. You know. So what's this whole thing with, um, okay, initially when KD moved to Golden State, he was vilified, right? Everybody was, you know, clapping on, you know, killing him in social media, calling him a snake and everything like that. And then it made the Warriors become this like villainous team, right? And they even had an animated thing, the villains. Do you remember when that first happened, right? But now with the whole press conference of Harden talking about, you know, I just want a fair, a fair play. I just want, I just want it to be fair. Right. When this is a guy that remember two years ago when he was just grabbing people's arms and hooking to get to the free throw line and, you know, and stuff like that. And they let him push this year. They let him every time he tries to do the step back, he's pushing you off blatantly pushing you off. Yeah. Yeah. And and they let him travel, and then now he's talking about because it's not in his favor. He just wants the fair share. So initially, I wanted Houston to eliminate Golden State because I was tired of Golden State, uh, you know their success. But in actuality, it's not Golden State that I'm annoyed with. It's actually the fans of Golden State. Those are the people that, that 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 annoy me. You know what I mean? Because if you take a step back and you look at how they play with one another, how they share the ball, how when somebody's hot, they're looking to get them the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way the ball moves, the way they move, it's, it's great to watch. It's like Spurs 2.0. Remember when the Spurs, the ball is True. moving. You True, know? just more threes. It's like the Spurs, but more threes. Yeah. yeah, and on the heels of the Harden, I just want a fair. And how much they moan to the ref and 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 CP3. I love CP3, but CP3 kind of irks me at times. With all the time for me, all the time. Yeah, the stuff that he does. That's why I never really watched. Did you see the thing? Yeah, you know, it's like, come on, dude. If I'm a ref, I'm gonna be like this. I was I always very it. respectful to the refs, and I always felt like it helped me. I always felt like that. Yeah, it's just like you get more flies with yeah. honey. And um, so it's kind of flipped me on the edge of I actually want them to eliminate Houston as quick as possible so I don't have to watch them play anymore because I'm just tired of watching. So you, you, you also know? dislike the style of play? Because there's a lot of people who say that. 
I never really liked like I didn't like Houston style of play. I like when the ball moves, when it's quick penetration, but when there's just like James Harden ISOing, I hate it. Like the only thing I don't enjoy about Chris Paul is him complaining. I love the way he plays. Like I I mean I because I can separate the two. Initially I didn't think I liked the way he plays, but when I just take the him arguing and stuff like that and complaining to the refs and I love his game. Did you know we ever mean? find out why the Clippers didn't work? Was he was he a was his was he a reason for that? Or we never really found out? This talk of him and Blake didn't really get uh, along. They kind of uh the media or the organization kind of forced the narrative. Remember they were doing a lot of stuff with Nike together and you don't remember yeah. that they were doing like some priests. Yeah, they were going around doing commercials and things. Well, that, like I mean, that. that's that's a business thing. You don't even have to get along for that. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, I heard that you know because he's super vocal. He's um, and sometimes you can get a little tired of just the barking and everything. Like that. The super vocal point guard was never. I was never a fan of that. Like no, like just chill. You know, in Europe, in Europe, they they're su- the point guards are super vocal because I think like. <laughs> You know, the more talented ones are less vocal. Then they got these guys, like these less talented Europeans, like their whole thing is like, he's a leader. He's the key to the team. And he just tries to tell everybody else what to do. And I always used to see Americans and this vocal point guard for like the native always clashing. Yeah. I would always see it. I would always see it. Especially in Europe, especially, right? especially in Europe. Yeah, definitely. Because like the American is just a lot more talented than the European guy. And the European guy feels like he has that clout. And it was like... Why is this guy telling me what to do? You know, the American yeah. thinks that. And the Europeans like, this is my city. Uh, you know, I'm, this is my yeah. team. And yeah. that, that, that dynamic I always noticed. And I guess that was with Paul and Blake in, in a different degree. So do you see this Houston and Golden State series going seven? No. Absolutely. Not. What do you got? Six, Mac? Barring a Draymond bug out or injury. No, I see five or six. Five, probably five. Because it's like it's hard to sweep somebody, so I'd say five. It is right. Yeah. It's like the um, yeah, barring the injury, you saw what happened to Curry's finger. Yeah, did you see the actual photos of it? Yeah, it was nasty. But what I liked about him is it didn't hurt him mentally. He just came out jacking. Yeah, and it's good that it's on his left hand. That's true. Too. That's true. But yeah, he got a, he got a kind of two hand shot a little bit though. A little bit of a thumb yeah. thing. But it looks like everybody does it. And even people that try to, like, I try to teach kids not to do the thumb. Right. And then I'll slow their shot down. And there's a thumb, but at the end, they're finishing with the, like, the guide hand completely straight like this. And I'm like this. Are you trying to fool yourself or fool me? Because you're not fooling me at all. Because I got it in slow motion. And I'll show it to them, and it'll be like that. Like, this. both hands will go out like this, and then it'll be like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Like, dude, that's still shooting with the thumb. I give it, I if they don't win the third game, I give it five games. It's a wrap. I agree. Because I think the Clippers kind of got Golden State in a situation where they were kind of sleeping on the Clippers, and the Clippers brought the dog out. You know what I mean? Pat Beverly, this and that, Lou, right? And um, how much value does Pat Beverly bring to it? It's crazy, right? Ridiculous. That's oh what I said. God. When yeah. it's it's like the head of the snake needs to be that kind of person that brings energy, and everybody's gonna follow suit. 
Right. The Clippers, I feel like they all embodied uh, Pat. And, and with the Blazers, I feel like they all embodied Dame's attitude. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, let's, let's, let's quickly dive into, and this, we can go for like 10 more minutes. And let's quickly dive into the difference you see. Oh, if there's one rule you can bring back to the NBA, bring back, what would it be? Oh, man. That's a crazy question. Uh, tell You tell me first. Let me think on that. I would bring back bent forearm on defense. But I don't know if, the, I don't know if the, the younger generation would like that kind of basketball anymore. Like when you get to the NBA, it's supposed to be a step up on both ends and the fact that there's freedom of movement for an offensive player but not freedom of movement for a defensive player and what i mean is this if i'm running with you and then you're penetrating you could just like run into me and get and it's my foul i'm at a big disadvantage so it's kind of like it's eliminating being able to play d so the D that they're playing now, they're a little bit more physical now in the playoffs, right? A little right. bit more. That should be the D the whole entire year. And I feel that they go well, ticky-tack well, the teams will the never year. go as hard during this regular season. So that's part of it too, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody – yeah, nobody. You know? I don't think any – it's hard to say that kind of like playoff focus for 82-game focus. Yeah. I think this it's a lot, you know. Um, but I do – Especially but what game. I do want them to bring back, which I actually didn't even know was a contest. Do you know they had a one-on-one contest in the NBA years, years, years ago? No, I, I knew that um, – what's his name? Trump did something at Atlantic City, a one-on-one thing for money. Gary Payton was in it. Bo Kimball. That sounds um, like a, that sounds like a crazy matchup. Mo, Bo- yo, it was crazy. Yo. It, you might be able to find it on, um, on YouTube. But there was but actually it, an NBA one, I think. That's what somebody told me, like an older guy. So imagine they did that now. Like a king That's of the crazy. court or something That'd like that. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. So you think, you think they should eliminate what? Celebrity game? Skills game? Celebrity game. I haven't seen the celebrity game in a while. I'm not interested in that. What about? They should bring back the Legends game. That would be nice. Remember they brought out. Who did they bring out? They brought out. Glenn Rice, Ray Allen, Del Curry, and another shooter, right? It wasn't okay. Reg, was it? Did they bring out Reg? I don't remember. I don't know. So in the All-Star game, they did that, and they came out, and they shot, and it was like, okay, for every ball we make, I think it's going to be $10,000 or something like that. Okay. And then Katz was missing everything. Right. Oh, wait, when they all came out and shot? Yeah, that was. Do that. you remember that? That was, wait, they, that, that was for a good cause. I forgot it what was. I forgot what cause it was for. But oh. I hate when they do that. They did that with with Curry. They was like, "Yo, how many half court shots? Okay, we're gonna do this much money," and they just like on the spot. Yeah. And then he wind up shooting so many and, and missing, made like one or two out of ten. That, well, I feel like they were at the top. I think that top. I think who really shoots threes from the exact top. From the top, right? Oh, wait, I don't do that. I, yo, I think in my career, I might have shot like 10 of them. Like right from the top, top. I never shot from there. Have you? We used to. Um, have you? In college. In college, yeah. In college and in the, um, when I was in Italy. Because when I was in Italy, we did uh, triangle offense. Oh, okay. So I was always rim running. Uh, and then if I didn't get it, 
the big, the trailing big was coming that, down and setting that screen. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, with that. And in Europe, the trailing big is always shooting. Like if you're a four, you know. But as like a two, That's like like when I was playing the two and the three, we never got shots from the top. Like it was always the win. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because now it shifts because now because that trailing big now is a stretch five that can pull up. And if you have a stretch five, you put him in the situation where he's going to be able to trail right. and walk into a three. Right. You know, and um, but back then we had bruisers. We had maybe our four man could shoot some, but usually it was the traditional four and five were like the bruisers. Right. So I was coming up and then playing pick and roll or playing two man game with him. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, but I would bring back bent forearm on D. So you could actually lock up. Oh, well, they brought it. They brought it back to the gym I go to. There it is. There it is. There it is. Another bonus episode of Combos Court. Appreciate you tuning in, man. Big shouts to Sean Green for joining in. We appreciate you. If you listened to this episode in its entirety, leave the keyword sprawl ball in the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. That's right, sprawl ball. S P R A W L B A. LL. Also, man, let me know how you feel about the show. Right in the comments section. Leave a five-star rating and be on the lookout for episode 62. Combo out.